Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Chirpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. How's it going? It's going well. Good. We are here to talk today about something that really the whole show is based on, which is transformation. But you wanted to bring it back to a place of the fact that we are a year and a half into Spirit Sherpa, and it's time to say, okay, what's going on with your transformation? Yeah. And you want to talk today about how to know if are we melting down or are we mid-transformation? What's going on? Yeah. We talked in the spiritual awakenings episode, I'm pretty sure, about people going, oh my God, I'm seeing things, am I going nuts, right? right? So spiritual awakenings was could have been titled, am I going nuts or am I having a spiritual awakening? <laughs> but this one is, is sort of similar in that regard, except we're talking about transformation. In this particular instance, what I want to talk about are the different symptoms of transformation versus meltdown. Okay. And in order to do that, we have to talk a little bit about resistance. Have we talked about resistance yet? I don't think we have. I don't know that we have. Mm, how did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about resistance too then because we have to. The thing about resistance is that everybody has their own favorite form of resistance. And it just depends on who you are, but there are some common ones. Okay. In fact, one of the very first things we do in the Mastery Spiritual Evolution program is we give you a 15-page document explaining what all the resistances are. Well, not all of them, but the common ones and uh, how to overcome them. Okay. It's that important that it has to be really like the very first thing that you get because the moment you start, you're going to hit it. And in fact, sometimes before you start, you hit it. Oh. <laughs> 
I just talked to somebody a couple days ago on a discovery call and she's like, yes, I want to sign up. I'm just going to go manifest the money. Give me, give me a minute and I'll be back. And I said, okay, I'm going to put you on my list to call in a month though, because I'm pretty sure that your resistance that you do is amnesia and you will forget <laughs> I exist. And she was like, what? I don't I really want to do it. I'm like, I know. And your resistance is amnesia. <laughs> You'll probably get back to me before that. I'm going to have full faith that that's the case, but I'm going to call you in a month and you're going to go, oh my God, I totally forgot you existed <laughs> if you haven't called me by then. And she's like, okay, good to know. <laughs> just like, you know, some people's resistance is amnesia. There are different kinds of resistance and, and they break down into one of three categories generally. And one is avoidance and amnesia falls in that category. Can't, can't do anything about it if you don't remember it exists. Right. Uh, number two is choosing comfort over change. And number three is staying loyal to the rules of belonging. The staying loyal to the rules of belonging is nobody in my family has ever gone to college. Therefore, I can't go to college. Okay. And that one shows up in weird places. That one can pop its head up in weird spaces. Most of the time... We're dealing with avoidance. Yeah. The other thing that shows up when you get deep into transformation is the ego throwing the brakes on in full defense against a shamanic death. Its job is to keep itself alive. Right. So it's like, no, you can't keep doing that. I will die. It's <laughs> like, well, but yeah, but I want you to die because you haven't served me. Right. Die, die, must be reborn. Ah, right. <laughs> so, you know, you run up against the ego's resistance to death and that can take any number of forms including complete shutdown. Okay. And when I say complete shutdown, like depression, can't get out of bed, don't want to go anywhere, don't want to do anything, hate yourself, hate the world. Blah. If you were on a path of transformation and suddenly you are just depressed as crap, that is an ego resistance to death right there. Okay. The other time it kicks in is as a defense mechanism. Right. It's a defense mechanism against death, but it's also a defense mechanism against you having to deal with things. So sometimes your your ego will crash you into the ground to avoid you looking at something that's traumatic. It can also make you super busy and suddenly you have to do 50 other things. And oh, my God, we have to be over here. Distraction is a wonderful way to avoid. Right. <laughs> yep. Or it can make you incredibly sick or in pain and it will knock you down and leave you no option but to sit still yes. and be so sick that you can't possibly transform because you're too busy being sick. All of these things are classic avoidance resistances. Now, let me talk to you about the difference between that and a simple meltdown. Okay. And it can get a little complex. I'm going to make some gross generalizations and then I'm going to fine tune. Okay. The gross generalization is if you are feeling overwhelmed, overdone, falling down and melting down on the ground, and there's a lot of drama in your own head about it, mm -hmm. not like drama in the world, but drama in your head. Woe is me. Look at me. So sad me. Wah, wah, wah. I can't do this. I'm, I'm too weak. I'm too blah, blah. That's often just a meltdown. However, and this is an important <laughs> However. However, <laughs> if you take that drama out of the equation. If you refuse to engage the drama, if you refuse to go, woe is me and I'm such a victim and, you know, look at me, I'm so sad here on the ground, which is oftentimes a, a, a manipulation of others trying to get them to pay attention to you. If you can take the drama out of it 
and just have it be where you are. It's like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. Because oftentimes the overwhelm, the overwhelm is about, you know, wee big, right? Yeah. But with the drama, we make it way big, right? It's yep. like we go from wee to and we just added, added, added stuff that really had nothing to do with it, except that we just wanted to feel more overwhelmed so that we could shut down, so that we could melt down, so that we could get the attention we wanted, right? Okay. <laughs> it's true. I know there are a lot of you out there shaking your heads going, I don't want to admit that that's true. I really don't, but it, but it is. Yeah. And so if you can take the drama out, for one, you'll feel better. Right. If you stop piling shit on top of shit. Right. <laughs> um, and for two, you may actually discover that it is a resistance and it's a resistance to something you weren't even aware that you were looking at. Okay. There's a yes and to it. All right. But that is the meltdown piece, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, the transformation piece Again, I'm just going to come back to the resistance because resistance is king with transformation. Yeah. I apologize for my sibilance. I'm noticing I'm sibilating. When we're doing transformation work, this is another piece I wanted to mention because I was talking to somebody about it the other day and it occurred to me, I, I just said it out loud. And I was like, oh, yes, that's totally true. One of the things that we have a challenge with when we go looking for retreat centers, when we do our retreats is that all these retreat centers are like, oh, we're vegetarian and we're vegan. And, and we're like, I get what you're going for. But right. transformation is hungry work. <laughs> and we need meat and not meat substitute or something that looks like meat. We need meat. And it's not to say that if you're a vegetarian, we're going to make you eat meat at the retreat. But I was talking to somebody about this recently, and I was trying to explain to them why meat was necessary. We're like, well, meat is grounding. They're like, well, you can eat grounding vegetables. I'm like, yeah, they're not as grounding. Mm -hmm. And then I, I thought about it. I was like, no, you know what it is? I know exactly what it is. When we're going through transformation, we are letting go of who we believed ourselves to be. And we are floating in the soup of not knowing who we are for a time. And it is very easy to get a little overdone or overwrought about not knowing who you are and just not knowing how to land and not knowing how to come back to knowing who you are and just all of this not knowing. And when we eat meat, what we're doing is the animal knew who it was. There was no question in the animal's mind who it was. And so when we eat meat, we are borrowing the animals knowing of who they are hmm. to come back to ourselves. Okay. And so that's why we need meet at our transformational events. And I know it's sort of randomly thrown in here, but I just had to say it because okay. I didn't want to forget. So <laughs> high random tangent that's somewhat related, but not really. There you go. Okay. But when you're on a transformational path and you're doing transformational work, there are times when you are in a place where you really just don't know who you are anymore. Okay. And that's appropriate. I mean, you're, you're trying to break down the, Ego, which is a personality made up of coping mechanisms, and you're trying to disidentify with that so that you can dig underneath it and find the you who really is you. It's not that you ever stopped being you. It's that you just layered a bunch of stuff on top of you. Okay. When you're doing that, it, it can be very threatening at times 
think about it, you, you have no idea who you are. Right. For a lot of us who come out of the challenged childhood background, we don't really know who we are anyway, though, if we're really honest with ourselves. There's that piece where we grew up being the adjunct to someone else, being the wish fulfillment for someone else. And we were the reflection of who they wanted us to be. That's how we were molded. Mm -hmm. It's more complex even for us because it's not just you aren't who you think you are. It's you never expected to be someone separate from someone else. So it's not just you're not who you think you are, but it's and you get to embrace a whole new state of being that requires you to take responsibility for absolutely everything in your life and what you've created and who you are and your path and you, your choices and everything else. And it's like, ah, really? I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I don't want to. I kind of want to, but I don't want to. But I kind of, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I get it. I've been there. In, in some ways, it's very freeing. And in other ways, it's very terrifying. Kelly, it sounds like it's really, really difficult for somebody, especially in the midst of it, to be able to tell whether they're melting down or mid-transformation. They sound really similar. They are very similar. I'm trying to give you an example from my life of, of when I was very clearly in one versus the other. The year from hell. Okay. I was melting down for about a year, starting from six months into the year from hell until six months after the year from hell. Everybody has a different form of melting down. I have a friend of mine who is the world's best puddle on a floor meltdowner. <laughs> I mean, she literally will just lay on the ground and moan <laughs> in her meltdown. She is epic at her meltdowns. My version of meltdown is often very quiet. It looks a lot like me not melting down, except that I'm quieter. I'm more sensitive. Yeah. I will break into tears periodically, but not very often, but much more often than normal. And I am just in endurance. You know, I'm putting one foot in front of the other and I'm not actually really engaging. Yeah. So that's my meltdown. It's a push through sort of meltdown place. I don't really have a lay down on the floor and meltdown place. You know, everybody has their own anywhere in between that. So is it important as you're going through this transformation work to start to identify what your meltdown place is so that you can recognize that? Well, part of transformational work is to really become aware of your own stuff in general. So, yes, knowing what is your meltdown place and what isn't really important. Recognizing what is you when you're depressed versus not, because I also don't do depression in the typical fashion. Depression for me is sitting in front of the TV for hours and hours and hours and not having any idea what I watched. Yeah. You know, I don't do the classic, I can't get out of bed thing. I just, I run into the wall and, you know, flip. Other people, classic can't get out of bed thing. Other people, crying jags periodically that they can't control. Other people, different emotional outbursts. Because they're just overdone. Yeah. So, and and you may have any, all, or some combination thereof. Okay. Or something entirely or something different. Else. Yeah. But knowing your own patterns is important. Mm-hmm. Also knowing what your struggle points are is important when you're doing transformation work. So if you know you're stubborn, you should write that down somewhere. Yeah. And I, I seriously mean you should write it down somewhere because when you're working with a coach or a friend who's pointing out to you that you're in a place where you're actually limiting your own growth by engaging your stubbornness and you're going, I'm not stubborn, then, you know, you can open the thing and say, what are my points? And one of them says stubborn and you're like, mm, <laughs> ur, ur, damn, 
<laughs> okay, maybe a little. <laughs> right, okay, maybe I'm a little stubborn. You know, writing down what your limiting factors are. Maybe you're an I know that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already know that. I don't have to listen to that, yeah. right? Or maybe you're a prove it to me person. Yeah. In which case you can, if you're really smart, which most of you guys are, if you're really smart, <laughs> then then you can really take prove it and make it a massive resistance because you can disprove anything. Right. Like, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then you get to lawyer it. <laughs> Kathy and I periodically run into people at retreats who want to try and lawyer their way through the retreat transformational ritual. And we're like, um, no, lawyering doesn't work here. <laughs> but knowing what your patterns are, is helpful to being able to recognize when you're in one. So when you're not feeling triggered, when you're not feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling pretty decent is the time to sit down and go, okay, so what are my patterns? Right. You know, what do I, what do I go to when I feel threatened? Mm-hmm. What do I go to when I feel not good enough? What do I go to when I feel like somebody disapproves of me? Right. What do I go to when I think nobody loves me? You know, what are my go-tos? What are the emotions? What are the behaviors that I go to? Because especially for a lot of us, again, from the challenge childhoods, we don't know our own emotions sometimes because we're so busy focusing on other people's. So being able to recognize the patterns of what happens when we go there, Mm -hmm. we can see that the reaction oftentimes before we can notice the emotion. Okay. And so being able to identify what your patterns are and what it means is super helpful. And when you're deep in your shit in a transformational process, it's super helpful. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's another piece in transformation that no one really talks about until you walk up to somebody and say, I'm having some intestinal distress or I'm throwing up and I don't know why. And we're like, oh, yes, you're purging, right? <laughs> If you're, if you're throwing up, we call it purging. If you are having from the other end, it is called the shamanic shits. (laughs) And it is literally your body clearing out all of the energy of what you had been holding on to. And it just purges and then you're done. It's okay. But it happens. People, people experience it. And so if you're running up against something like that, know that it's normal. It's okay. And that's part of transformation, not necessarily melting down. Yeah, that's definitely transformation. Melting mm. down will not give you that okay. unless you happen to swallow a whole bunch of snot, but <laughs> it might throw up on that. But unless you're in transformation, you're not going to hit that. All right. Let's try to put a bow on it here for folks. Been kind of all over the place. In this yeah. <laughs> no, in, in, in a good way. I'm ping ponging. I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm in a ping pong mood. Yep. So. That's, and that's all good. But let's try to put a bow on it here. So we're talking about recognizing the difference between melting down and being mid-transformation. You've given us a lot of information around how resistance plays a part in that, Mm -hmm. in both how it affects your transformation as well as how it drives you into melting down And in some cases. What's one sort of major takeaway that you want the listeners at home to pull from this? I think the thing I want to focus on in this particular regard is that there's a tendency, especially you know, when we come from the places we've come from, there's a tendency to lean into the victim mentality. Okay. When, when things start to go awry. Yeah. What I would really encourage you to focus on is instead of focusing on what you can't do, focus on what you can do. Okay. Because when we go into what we can't do, we hand over all of our power to everything around us 
and we do our epic meltdown and now we're we're powerless to fix it for ourselves right whereas if we say what can we do instead of well you know i can't do this or this or this okay can't do those what can i do I can do this. And sometimes it means I can give myself a day and a half to wallow in my self-pity so that I can feel like I've been seen Mm -hmm. and then I can get up, brush myself off and move on. I'm going to ask something that just sort of dawned on me as we're talking about this. We've titled the episode, How to Know Whether You're Melting Down or Mid-Transformation. But what we've been talking about here and what you've told us it seems to me that being mid-transformation in some cases might trigger the melting down. Oh, certainly. You're most certainly mid-transformation. It's just a matter of whether or not you're able to uh, maintain the course and fight through or whether you're going to allow that resistance or that melting down to stop you from progressing further. Yeah, that's actually really prescient of you. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually going to mention, I was talking to somebody the other day and he's like, well, you know, is there a book I could start with or whatever? I'm like, yeah, you kind of really just need to do the thing. Right. I'm like, but I can't, I'm not going to be the person to tell you, you cannot walk this path on your own. You absolutely can stumble your way in the dark and figure it out on your own. I am living proof that it happens, right? Right. Because that's how I did it. So I'm not at all going to be the person who says you can't do it that way. Uh, But I will say that it's not easy. Right. There were many times in my life where I came up against really big obstacles that were clear choice points for me. Like about 20 years ago, I hit a point where I said, if I keep going, I am going to put myself in a position that 90% of the dating population of men won't be able to meet me at my level. And I was single. Right. That was a very big choice point for me. I had to choose in that moment in my head, I thought I had to choose between being partnered or being further along my spiritual path, pursuing my spiritual path. And in that moment, I chose to pursue my spiritual path. I could just as easily have chosen the other one. Yep. I mean, it was it was a real thought provoker there for a while. Right. And, you know, it took me 16 years from that point to find a partner, <laughs> well, 14 years to find my ultimate partner. I had a couple of relationships along the way, but not a lot. Yep. So the thing that you have to recognize is that one, there are things that are asked of you. I mean, the universe sent me on walkabout for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> like, Here, give away everything you own, quit your job and go to this festival and we'll tell you what comes after that. Right. <laughs> You want me to do what? So yeah, you know, sometimes the universe does that shit. And then, you know, sometimes you do it to yourself with me thinking that I had to choose. Right. Because my rational brain said, I have to choose, right? Right? Because rationally it made sense. Yep. And so, you know, we get in our own way in a lot of way, a lot of places. And the universe challenges us in a lot of places. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of how committed to your path are you? Because If you're not committed enough, you're not going to get there. And you're certainly not going to get there by yourself. You can get there with help with far less commitment than you can get there without help. Okay. Because you've got somebody who will notice you you sort of wandering off the reservation there. Right. And being like, "Uh, come on back. It also creates a bit of accountability as well when you have that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I think this has been very enlightening as usual. And I think we're ready to wrap up unless there's anything else you wanted to add in here. No, 
I'm all good. Awesome. Well, folks, thank you for coming and hanging out with us. We do want to remind you, as always, to subscribe and rate the podcast. And also join us in the Facebook group, the Spirit Sherpa Podcast After Party Facebook group on, well, Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, shout out to Sweden. I'm shouting out to Sweden because we were number 10 in the spirituality charts in Sweden. Wow. Last month. I feel like I feel like we keep coming back to Sweden. There's a lot of listeners over there. Hi Sweden. Hi Sweden. <laughs> I don't know how to say hi in Swedish. I'm sorry. I feel no, I feel I no like idea. we're sorry. unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, definitely subscribe and rate. Help Kelly get to number 10 in the US and in, in the UK and in every other country. All right, folks, that's all that we have time for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.